Chapter sixty seven of the Story Book of Science. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. The Story Book of Science by Jean Henri Fabre. Translated by Florence Bicknell. Chapter sixty seven shall we kill them both uncle paul went up to his room and came back with a book what i am going to read to you is from a mounted artilleryman more expert in the art of the pen than in that of the cannon at the beginning of the century a french army occupied calabria our gunner belonged to it here is a letter he wrote to his cousin one day i was traveling in calabria it is a country of bad people who love no one and have a special spite against the french it would take too long to tell you why enough that they mortally hate us and one is sure of a bad time if one falls into their hands my companion was a young man in these mountains the roads are precipices our horses could hardly climb them my comrade was in front a path that seemed to him shorter and more practicable misled us it was my fault ought i to have my trust in a man of twenty years as long as daylight lasted we tried to find our way through the woods but the more we tried the more bewildered we got and it was pitch dark when we reached a dimly lighted house we entered not without suspicion but what could we do and there we found a charcoal burner and all his family at table to which they immediately invited us my young man needed no urging we sat down eating and drinking or he at least for I busied myself examining the place and the countenances of our hosts. They had the appearance of charcoal burners, but the house might have been taken for an arsenal. It was full of guns, pistols, sabers, knives, cutlasses. It all displeased me, and I saw well that I, on my part, was equally displeasing to our entertainers. My comrade, on the contrary, made himself one of the family. He laughed, chaffed with them, and— with an imprudence that i ought to have foreseen told them at the very first whence we came whither we were going who we were frenchmen imagine it amongst our most mortal enemies alone lost far from all human aid and then to add to our probable ruin he acted the rich man promising these people whatever they wished in payment and for the hire of guides on the morrow finally he spoke of his valise begging them to be very careful of it and to put it at the head of his bed he said he did not wish any other bolster ah youth youth how your immaturity is to be pitied cousin you would have thought we were carrying the crown diamonds that young man was certainly very imprudent commented jules could he not hold his tongue seeing he was in the hands of wicked people silence is very difficult for giddy careless young persons i will go on supper finished they left us our hosts slept below we in the upper room where we had eaten a loft seven or eight feet high reached by a ladder was the bed that awaited us a kind of nest that one got into by crawling under joists laden with provisions for a year my comrade climbed up alone and was soon asleep his head on the precious valise i determined to watch so made a good fire and sat down by it the night had almost passed quietly enough and I began to feel reassured when, just as it seemed to me, it must be near daylight, 
i heard our host and his wife quarrelling immediately under me and putting my ear close to the fireplace that communicated with the one below i distinguished perfectly this proposal of the husband well now let us see shall we kill them both to which the woman answered yes and i heard nothing more what can i say i remained scarcely breathing my body cold as marble god when i think of it we too all but unarmed against these twelve or fifteen with so many weapons and my comrade dead with sleep and fatigue to make a noise by calling him i dared not to escape by myself i could not the window was not far from the ground but beneath it two big dogs were howling like wolves poor gunner emil exclaimed and his comrade sleeping like a simpleton claire added at the end of a quarter of an hour which seemed long i heard someone on the stairs and through the cracks of the door i saw the father a lamp in one hand and one of his long knives in the other he was coming up his wife following him i placed myself behind the door as he opened it put down the lamp and his wife came and took it then he entered barefoot from outside she said to him in a low tone shading the lamp with her hand gently go gently when he came to the ladder he mounted knife between his teeth and reaching the height of the bed on which lay this poor young man his throat uncovered with one hand he grasped his knife and with the other ah cousin enough uncle this story frightens me cried claire wait and with the other he seized the ham that was hanging from the ceiling cut off a slice and went off the way he had come the door closed the lamp disappeared and i was left alone with my reflections and then inquired jules and then nothing more as soon as it was daylight continued the gunner the whole family came and awakened us with much noise as we had requested them they brought food and served us a very good breakfast i assure you two capons were part of it one of which our hostess said we must eat and take the other with us on seeing them i understood the significance of those terrible words shall we kill them both the man and woman were discussing whether they should kill both capons or only one for breakfast asked emil that and nothing else replied his uncle all the same the gunner had had a bad quarter of an hour for his mistake those charcoal burners were not at all such bad people as i thought at first said jules that is the point i wish to make calabria like all countries has its good and its bad people End of chapter 67 Recording by Greg Giordano Newport Ritchie, Florida